Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Metro News This Morning, bringing you this morning's biggest news headlines from across the state. It is Wednesday, August 18th, 2021. Good morning. I'm Chris Lawrence, set to get your day started up to date. We begin with the forecast in West Virginia. It has been a wet overnight across the Mountain State, and that leftover rain from Tropical Storm Fred continues through the day today. The system should be moving out of the state completely by tonight from south to north, but flash flood watches remain in effect as it makes the exit. More on that forecast ahead right now. Let's get up to date on what's happened overnight in West Virginia. At the Metro News Anchor Desk this morning is Carrie Hudasek. Carrie, good morning. Good morning, Chris. West Virginia is feeling the impact of Tropical Storm Fred as heavy rain moves north. Much of the state remains under a flash flood watch this hour. The National Weather Service has issued a flash flood warning for Cabell, Lincoln, Mason, Putnam, and Wayne counties through 945 this morning. Meteorologist Megan Keebler predicts two to four inches of rain for the mountain counties of West Virginia and one to two inches of rain in the western counties closer to the Ohio River. We should start to see that uh, quickly uh, move over into the New England area and help us dry out a bit. Forecasters say the watch is for flooding in small creeks and streams, highways, streets and underpasses, as well as other poor drainage and low-lying areas. Lincoln County schools are closed today due to significant flooding. High water has has covered parts of routes 3 and 10 in that county. The storm is causing thousands of power outages in West Virginia, too. Appalachian Power is reporting more than 6,000, and Mon Power has more than 600 outages, mostly in the southwestern part of the state. The heavy rain comes as Monongalia County crews work to recover from flooding on Monday night. Mecca 911 Deputy Director Harold Sparinger. It was pretty much localized flooding near the Jake's Run area, all the way out through Jake's Run. It was completely submerged under three to five feet of water, the roadway was. The National Weather Service says some areas had more than three inches of rain. Parents in Cabell County are threatening to sue the state for not providing clear guidance when it comes to COVID-19 safety protocols in schools. Attorney Sam Petsonk represents the parents and says there needs to be a uniform policy to protect children. We don't have a uniform requirement for exposure control planning in every county. That is, every county is left to its own devices to determine the what is essentially a medical and scientific judgment about appropriate public health protections in this situation. Governor Jim Justice has left decisions up to local school districts regarding masks and social distancing. The governor's chief of staff, Brian Abraham, told the group that the governor will continue to rely on his experts to advise him to make COVID recommendations. 
West Virginia University begins the fall semester today with masks required in all its campus classrooms and labs. WVU officials announced a new requirement Tuesday less than 24 hours after the first in-person classes of the semester were scheduled to start. WVU Vice President Rob Alsop tells Metro News the change was made because Delta variant cases are increasing. There's more talk of booster shots, and there remain more than 8,000 students, faculty, and staff who have not verified their vaccinations or submitted their latest COVID-19 test results. We tried to go through for as long as we could with that, but, you know, in talking it through as a team over the past few days, we just thought we needed to add that this additional layer of protection in the classrooms. Alsop says they'll continue to monitor the numbers and could eliminate the mask requirement a month into the semester. I'm Jeff Jenkins, WVMetroNews.com. On Tuesday, West Virginia saw a significant jump in COVID cases. The state DHHR reported 12 deaths and 700 cases that were not initially tallied from the past week due to a system upgrade. The state now has more than 7,000 active cases. Governor Justice will talk about the COVID numbers and provide an update during a virtual briefing set for 1130 this morning. You can watch it live at WVMetroNews.com. Meanwhile, the principal at Greenbrier East High School says after conducting a search for the next boys basketball coach, it's clear Governor Jim Justice is the best candidate to lead the team. Principal Ben Routson says Justice stood out because of his success of coaching the girls team. When considering the applicant pool, it is hard to ignore an applicant with almost 500 high school varsity wins at Greenbrier East High School, consistent postseason play, and state tournament appearances and championships. Justice has been a coach at Greenbrier East for more than 20 years. The board will make a final decision at its meeting on Monday. Monongalia County Sheriff's deputies are investigating the death of a man killed in an accident Tuesday involving a box truck along I-68. It happened near the Cooper's Rock exit in the westbound lanes. The driver of the truck was pronounced dead at the scene. His name has not yet been released. Former Parkersburg Councilman Eric Barber is discussing a plea deal with prosecutors in connection with federal charges filed against him for storming the U.S. Capitol during riots back on January 6th. Barber is one of 500 people charged in the breach. His case will be heard by a federal judge next month. Marshall University leaders are welcoming new students to campus on, in Huntington this week. During a convocation Tuesday, University President Jerome Gilbert ensured students they matter, and he encouraged them to remain driven. Please stop me on campus sometime when you see me and we'll take a selfie. You are why we are here, and you are very important to us. Classes there start on Monday. Thank you, Carrie. Coming up, face masks are required at WVU. We'll hear more from Vice President Rob Alsop talking about that coming up in our backgrounder. And then Kyle Wiggs is back on sports as Neil Brown addressed the media following yesterday's preseason practice. We'll talk about that and more on sports with Kyle, all still ahead. As county school systems in West Virginia return to the classrooms, athletes will be returning to the field. And once again, Metro News will be there to keep you informed. Fred Persinger, Dave Jekyll, and Joe Bricado are geared up and ready for another exciting season of the high school sports line. Get the latest scores and news along with player and coach interviews. Wednesday nights at 7.06. The high school sports line starts August 25th. Here on the Metro News Radio Network and on Online at WVMetroNews.com. Still ahead, Kyle Wiggs with a check on sports. Right now in our backgrounder, face masks again are required at WVU. Today marking the first day of that order in which students and staff must wear a mask indoors. 
The change in policy as coronavirus cases continue to increase nationwide. And amid concerns from campus members not submitting to vaccine verification or negative test results. More from Vice President Rob Alsop in our Metro News Backgrounder. The choice to get a vaccine, we've really focused on personal accountability, but we also said if we thought that the situation warranted that we would we would move forward and put in additional protections for the campus. Um, as we've been watching our vaccination rates as kids come back to campus, they're increasing, but they're not where we need them to be. Um, additionally, you know, there's reports, although we haven't seen anything official, but indications by news sources that the CDC is looking hard at new evidence that we may need a booster. And so those who were initially vaccinated may soon need a booster um, moving forward. In other words, their their immunity may be waning a little bit, something that we all expected. And then finally, those who are not vaccinated are required to um, provide a negative test. And our students are a little bit behind on that. And so given all of those factors um, of not having the negative test of those who are not vaccinated at a sufficient level, the fact that we may need boosters um, and um, vaccination levels, we decided for the next 30 days to require a mask in the classroom um, and in our labs moving forward um, to begin the semester. And again, the order will go on for 30 days. He's back on sports. Cal Wiggs joins us. And, Cal, while you were away, the Mountaineers continued to prepare for the upcoming season. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a long preseason camp. Classes actually start today, so no practice for Mountaineer football players. Tuesday's workout featured positional drills, special teams work with coverage and returns, and there was an 11-on-11 scrimmage without tackling. After Tuesday's practice, Mountaineer coach Neil Brown talked about how important the next two weeks will be in building depth. There's some guys that they got to get ready. They don't they don't have the comfort of sitting around and waiting. Those guys are, are a lot of them in our secondary. Davis Mallinger, we got to get him ready. St. McLeod, we got to get him ready. Charles Woods, who's a transfer, a little bit different, but we've got to get him ready to play. Uh, Lance Dixon, Deshaun Stevens, they're transfers, but they got to be ready to play. And then you're talking about a short turnaround. You know, offensively, Wyatt Milam is is he's going to play. You know, Caden Prather, he's going to play. Justin Johnson is going to have opportunities to play. And those are at all positions where true freshmen are going to be. Not, I wouldn't say pressed, but they have an opportunity, and we have a need. Preseason workouts will resume on Thursday with that September fourth season opener at Maryland, a little more than two weeks away. The Charleston Gazette reports it has confirmed with Marshall offensive lineman Billy Ross that Ross has stepped away from the Marshall team and has quit playing football. Ross, a North Carolina transfer who was expected to start along the line for the herd this year, told the Gazette, quote, I'm done playing football. Ross confirmed he had been out the past few days with a concussion suffered in practice, and that played a role in his decision. When the Gazette asked him if there was any chance of coming back to the herd program, no, Ross said none. Major League Baseball, Dodgers beat the Pirates by a final of 4-3. to Cubs edged the Reds 2-1. to Milwaukee beat St. Louis 2-0 in that wildcard race. The Padres lost as well to Colorado 7-3. Former Mountaineer John Means suffered the loss as Tampa Bay beat Baltimore 10-0. Means is 5-5. Five and, five. and former Mountaineer Alec Manoa suffered the loss as Washington beat the Toronto Blue Jays 12-6, that was just the second loss of the year for Manoa.
Thank you, Cal. This evening, join the gang on the Metro News Statewide Sports Line at 6.06. They're covering the Mountaineers and high school sports each evening on Metro News Radio and streaming at wvmetronews.com. Now with today's commentary, the voice of Metro News, Hoppy Kerchival. Chris, thousands of Afghans who worked for and with the United States are trying to get out of that country, and they're looking for a new home. Why can't West Virginia be one of the destinations? Typically, West Virginia receives only a few refugees every year. According to Migration Information Source, the refugee destinations are based on factors including their needs, family ties, the receiving community's language and health care services, housing availability, educational and job opportunities, and cost of living. As a result, most refugees settle in large states like Texas and California and urban areas like Los Angeles and Houston. Now, the U.S. government has already brought about 2,000 interpreters and their families from Afghanistan to the United States under Operation Allies Refuge, but many more are coming. The New York Times reports at least 18,000 people have special visa applications pending, and the number is expected to increase considerably given the deteriorating situation in Afghanistan. The Migration Information Source reports that those seeking refuge have provided interpretation, security, cultural advice, intelligence, and other services to the U.S.-led military coalition and have faced reprisals from Taliban insurgents. More than 300 Afghan interpreters or relatives have been killed because of their U.S. ties. The Times reports the applicants must show they've been employed for at least two years by the U.S. government or an associated entity. They must prove they performed a valuable service by providing a recommendation from an American supervisor. Their loyalty to the United States especially in the face of grave danger to themselves and their families, as well as the endorsement of a U.S. sponsor are significant assurances they will strengthen the increasingly diverse fabric of this country. West Virginia could be a good home for some. We pride ourselves on being a welcoming place, and our faith-based values of service and compassion inspire us to help others regardless of their ethnicity or their religion. In addition, we can use the help from hardworking immigrants our population is declining, and just over half the state's adults are in the workforce. Businesses across the state are desperate for employees. It's reasonable to expect that Afghans who can escape their war-torn country with their lives would be happy to settle in a secure and beautiful state where a full-time job is waiting. The Gazette Mail newspaper published a story last year about an Afghan refugee who resettled in Charleston. He got a job at a restaurant. He was studying English. He told the newspaper that he found friendly people, opportunity, and peace of mind here that he had not known in Afghanistan. He said, the thing that got me about West Virginia was the beauty of the mountains and the peacefulness of the small town. He told the paper through an interpreter. Imagine that story repeated hundreds of times over as people from the other side of the world come here and discover what we know and love about West Virginia. I know this is not as simple as I'm making it out. There are significant logistical challenges to refugee resettlement programs. I get that. But maybe there is an opportunity here for West Virginia to demonstrate the compassion of her people, show our appreciation for those who've aided the U.S. during the war, while at the same time grow our population and our workforce. Chris? Thank you, Hop. Weekday mornings catch Hoppy's Metro News talk line from 10 to noon on Metro News Radio. It also streams at wvmetronews.com. Now to the West Virginia weather forecast on this Wednesday morning. The remnants of Fred bring widespread showers across the state, and that should start to exit West Virginia by late morning. Rainfall totals will be 
one to three inches, maybe more possible throughout this afternoon. Isolated water issues are also going to be a concern. But after Fred's out of here, daily shower and storm chances will still continue through at least Friday, with an upper-level disturbance moving across the state very slowly. There's a weak cold front that will try to cross the state late in the weekend, and that will bring more shower activity. But drier weather is slated to make a return early next week. And now you're up to date. Have yourself a great day. For Hoppy Kerchival, Kyle Wiggs, and Carrie Hudasek, I'm Chris Lawrence on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Metro News This Morning is an exclusive production of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved.